Cultivation, Cultivation with Kevy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer, and today I am joined by the fabulous, the beautiful, the gorgeous, the always creative, Dijon DeWitt, aka King, which is spelled Q U I N G, which I think is so creative and so powerful. We are going to chop it up today and talk about so many different things. I'm excited. It's going to be a powerful conversation. How are you doing, Dijon? I'm doing lovely, Kevin. Thank you for that intro. You got me smiling, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So, Dijon, I always start off my episodes with a couple icebreaker questions just to allow people to get to know you better. Nothing heavy, just little silly questions. So, question number one is, do you have a favorite flower? I do have a favorite flower. They are called nasturtiums. And the reason why they're my favorite flowers is because they're edible and they're like sweet and spicy. Gotcha. I've never heard of that flower. Yeah, they're pretty popular out here in California. Okay. All right. Question number two is, if you were an animal, what kind would you be? Either a bumblebee or a wolf. Okay. I like that answer. Question number three, final question is, who is your favorite artist that has inspired you the most? Hmm. My favorite artist that's inspired me the most. This vision I have of myself is my favorite artist. I literally... Oh, I love that. Whatever the vision comes to me, the creation comes, I just kind of like follow that and trust that it'll be something that I love. Love it. All right. So I'm excited to chop it up with you. We are going to talk about a lot of powerful things. Everybody out there listening, this is Cultivation with Kevy. This is my, basically my little gift to the world. Um, I'm somebody that probably like anybody else out there. Um, I used to go through low self-esteem, just not loving myself, wanting to be anybody else in the world. Um, I'm big on self-empowerment. So I just wanted to put together something to empower people, just to make them feel better, just to love ourselves. I think that's very important. Um, so I'm just excited to learn from you and to hear your story and to be inspired. You are very creative. Um, so I'm just happy to chop it up with you and to learn from you. So my first question for you is, and I'm excited to hear this story. Well, actually, let me let me bring it back a little bit. My very first question for you is, what are your preferred pronouns? I go by he, her, here. Okay. <laughs> question number two, this is a story that I know is going to be powerful. And again, excited to hear this. Um, very interesting. You used to be a bully in middle school, calling peers fag, gay, etc., how did you get to where you are now from being, quote unquote, a bully to being out? Well, when I was a bully, I always knew that it was about me. Like, even like when I was 12 years old, I'm like, damn, Dejan, I think you might be what you're calling everybody else. And, you know, kids, we, we know who we are when we're kids until people tell us that we're something else. Then we try to like to make ourselves be that. So I pretty much knew and I was at a point where after I graduated high school, I was bullied in high school myself. So I, I definitely got my karma. But after I graduated high school, I was to a point where I'd rather die than to come out. Like it got to that point. Like I was like, uh-uh, I would rather, because I had so much internalization from not just others, but from myself. 
my own words for saying these things. And I really got very comfortable with myself during the pandemic. It was really a blessing for me to be alone and a full house by myself, cook by myself, wash dishes by myself, uh, wear whatever clothing I want, try makeup by myself. And it came to a point where I had to go back to my own inner child and give that boy a hug and let him know that, hey, I apologize and I love you. And, you know, after that, a lot of things just started falling into place. Okay, that is powerful. Um, you know, I've had experiences with being bullied as well. And I think when I took, like you said, took the time to level myself and to just let myself know that it's okay. I think that I realized what those people that were bullying me were going through. And it was a lot like what you said. Sometimes when people are attacking you, it's something within you. And it's hard to see that in the moment. You know, it's hard to to be strong and to let go of what it is that they're doing and to understand that they may either A, be jealous of your light or B, you may have a quality that they do not like within themselves. So I've always told myself going through what I went through in high school, I was also bullied as well, that maybe these people are interested or maybe these people are you know, captivated by whatever it is that I am and it's a threat to them. So absolutely. That's something that I really had to just sit back and just peel back. Um, I think it's very interesting that you said that this, this happened for you during COVID when we literally had nothing else to do. So obviously that time alone did a lot of great for you. Yeah, definitely. The whole, those whole three years, it was like, I was running into people who were you know, very, they could see me even through my shell that I had on. And they would be like, hey, I think you should wear this. I think you should go to these parties. I think you should dress this way. And, you know, I was a little bit suspicious. Like, why am I here with all these gay people? I'm I'm macho. I'm, I'm this. But no, I'm damn well, Dejan. That's not you, man. Mm-hmm. And little by little, you know, I started to, you know, it just felt natural. I felt natural and I felt good. And that's what's important is feeling good. So that's, I love to hear that. Do you believe in the idea of gender identity? Well, I mean, we live in a non-binary world, Kevy. There's, there's, there's a positive, negative, and there's always the neutral. There's always the middle point. Then there's Mm -hmm. variations of that in between to get to the other polarity from both sides. So of course, and the idea of somebody having a male, having a female spirit, or a female having a male spirit has been, there's been places where people are people in society since the beginning, just because, you know, even in, in politics and the village and uh, decision-making and child raising, there's been so many different places for us. Uh, it's only recent times where like everything is so split apart and compartmentalized, which is very unhealthy for the psyche, but yes, to answer your question, sure, yes. This is a question that I've, you know, I've always struggled with this for myself. You know, growing up, I definitely had female qualities. And, you know, like you said, trying to be macho, trying to hide who I think I naturally was, it was very confusing for me. And I think, like you said, I believe in gray areas. Not everything is always black or white. There's a lot of, you know, 
people that just fall in the middle. Everybody is something different. Not everybody is just one thing. So for me, it's, I think that when you become comfortable with yourself and you start to love yourself and you just embrace who you are, you can let go of those stereotypes of a man is supposed to be this, a woman is supposed to be this, you know, growing up for me, I was very close to my female cousins and I have to give them love because they definitely helped to comfort me and allow me to just become who I am and giving me a safe space. You know, it drove my parents crazy. You know, they wanted a son, they wanted, you know, a boy, but for me, growing up, I always wanted to play with Barbie dolls with my cousins. I always wanted to play in makeup and play in in the dresses and things like that. And when you have somebody that gives you that comfort and doesn't make you feel judged or just does it with you, that's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. That reminds me of when I was younger. I used to love painting my nails. Um, I don't know why I used to always paint them orange. I do not like orange nowadays as much. I'm more of a turquoise guy, but I just love painting them orange all the time. And my family would not let that down. They yeah. would not let that at all. <laughs> orange is my favorite color. So that's ironic that you said orange. <laughs> oh. Cool to know. So I I would I loved or excuse me, I would love to hear this story. I'm excited to hear how you came up with the name King. I love the spelling of it. It's very unique and it's very creative. Well, I used to be called it's very it's I have a really interesting backstory. So I'm gonna start from the very beginning. When I was going through like my spiritual journey, I was in a community and I used to be called nine, ether nine. And you know, nine symbolized like spiraling up, that whole deal. And then when I started getting more in touch with my feminine around um, a little bit a little bit before COVID, um, I thought to myself, you know what? I think I'm gonna call myself ether 10, like the one and the zero. I'm like, okay, but that was a little bit, it was a little bit too computery. I'm like, oh no, these numbers are a little bit weird. I don't know how that would be running around calling myself 10 and whatnot. And I was, I think I was like out of a meditation. I was doing something. I was probably on a drive. I always come up with my creative ideas on driving long distance. I was probably more into like a fashion show to some area. And it dawned on me, why don't I just put the Q in front of the ING? So for a little bit, it was King with the Q. And then, about a year later, which was last year in February, I got published at, um, at LAX for um, Black History Month. And they misspelled my name. They misspelled it Q-U-I-N-G. But I thought to myself, it's actually not bad. I feel like I kind of leveled up and like this mistake was my gift to me. So I ran with it. Oh, so I now I'm keeping with the Q-U. Nice. Yeah, you know, like you said, I also, I, I get very creative when I'm driving long distances, when I'm traveling like on a plane or right before I'm going to sleep, that's when I get all of my ideas. Don't you just love those long drives where it's like just mountains and plains, hills? Mm -hmm. Yep. And sometimes for me, I don't even want to hear a song because I do love music, but sometimes I just want to, you know, hear my thoughts and just let them out. And that's when stuff will come to me. So it's really Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, So do you think, do you think homosexuality and the idea of non-binary gender, excuse me, non-binary genders, if I could speak, has always existed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it still exists. It only gets like displaced and, you know, cultures that have been colonized. If you go to Hawaii, they have four genders. If you go to certain parts of India, they have four genders. 
if you go to certain tribes, even still existing today in the U.S., they have three to four genders also. So, and like I said earlier, they have their, they have their place and their function. It's not like here where we have to create a whole different uh, envelope for people who are queer and, you know, give us one month. It's more so like, hey, we're at your grocery stores, we're, we're in your family, we are your family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I think that what you said is very enlightening. You said it, it came with colonization. That's it's very powerful to look at it that way. I think that's very true. Um, and didn't realize that other cultures have four four genders. So that's that's something that I would love to look up and find out more about. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see some stuff about it. It's it's really good. Um, there's a book called um, The Spirit of Intimacy. I'll send you that also. All right. So I would love to hear, and you've spoken about it a little bit already. Um, I would Did, love to hear about your journey. I would love to hear how it's prepared you and how you've you know made it to your uh, made it to where you are today and what all it's taught you. My journey is starting from when because I feel like I've had a, so many different lifetimes and just. This <laughs> Uh, how about, it sounds like COVID definitely taught you a lot from that journey. So would you say that during that time period being, you know, being faced with yourself, not being able to go outside and, you know, be a part of activities or, or hide behind something, would you say that that caused you to just really be faced with who you are, that intimacy of this is me and, and allowed you to level up and to become who you naturally are and, and to use your gifts naturally for the world? Absolutely. Um, it took a lot of, you know, taking a chance because I knew once I did accept this part, there'd be no like closing this door or going back. It, it would hurt me more to accept it than push it back away than just stay closed. And I was like to myself, well, I'm not very happy staying closed. Things aren't going the way I want them to go. My dreams aren't flowing to me. I feel like I'm stagnant. Let's try something different. And it was, it's not the first time faced with, um, I guess this other side of me, uh, it comes and goes or came and went throughout my life. And a lot of times I would just like do something to distract myself. There's plenty of distractions, things that you can distract yourself with. So it is logical. It's like, you know, if this roadblock keeps coming up, you might want to do something different this time because what you're doing isn't working, Dejan. But yeah, it, it definitely helped me with creating my own sense of style and you know, being myself and being loved for it. That's the best thing ever. Yes, absolutely. That's, and that's very powerful. I think once you, like you said, once you just, once you just let it all go and you just stop whatever's in your way and what keeps coming up and you just let it go and you just let it be what it is. I think that that's a powerful moment for you because that's, we, I believe that who we are and who we were created to be your gifts. You know, we all, are vessels of God, vessels of, you know, whatever you believe in. Um, and we have special gifts. And once we just embrace who we are and stop trying to get in the way of it or just hide from it, you know, be something else that we're not, that's when we have our most power. That's what I learned about myself. Because I remember back in the day, I wanted to be anybody else but me. I would curse my name and I had to really learn. Me. Man. Yeah. I, I had to really learn the power of my words, you know, I, and that's why the power of the tongue is so powerful. And I'm very careful about what I say now, because 
I just, I hated myself and now I love myself. And, and I say that, and, you know, some people in life, they look at that and they think that that's quote unquote cocky or, or quote unquote arrogant. And it's like, you have to know the journey. It's not that I'm praising myself and I think that I'm the best thing in the world. I'm just honoring who I am, who I was created to be. And once you just embrace that, you know, there's so much freedom that comes with that. Absolutely. So tell me about how you developed your style because your style is immaculate. Once you, you know, so once you started peeling back the layers, it just, it just started naturally coming. It did start naturally coming. And mm-hmm. it was actually, it, it didn't come after I put back the layers. It was, they came simultaneously. I would like go to thrift stores and like um, shop by myself. And I would literally just pick out whatever my inner child felt like wearing. And a lot of times it was just like some, something that was just funky and swanky like this. Like, I don't know, I just, I liked it. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was a style. I just liked it, I put it on, I'm like, oh, I like this a lot, this feels good. Sometimes it, was, sometimes it was long flowing dresses. Oh, I love long flowing clothing. Jeez, mm-hmm. please. I don't know how I went my whole life without wearing this stuff. <laughs> I don't even remember what I used to wear. Probably something really baggy or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's so funny because I'm literally right now, I'm in the process of like upgrading my life, upgrading my wardrobe. And I used to kind of hide behind baggy clothes and now all the baggy clothes got to go. They got to go, man. Yeah. Um, so tell me about tell me about your modeling journey. Tell me how you are able to get printed. I've seen some of your printing, or excuse me, printed pictures, and they are chef's kiss. Oh my goodness! So it's been the weirdest journey. It's been the weirdest journey. I've been trying to model for the longest time, even since uh, like before COVID, 2017, 2018. I'd watch these videos. And I'm like, man, this is what I want to do. I was working a job, like sometimes 14 hours, and like my soul just did not want to be there. Did not. Mm-hmm. It's like Dejan, leave, leave, leave. One day I was about to go camping, and I was in a, I was in one of like the co-op stores, and it's a super queer friendly store. A lot of the employees are like non-binary. They're obviously non-binary. It's not like that. They're not trying to fit in. Like they're very non-binary. And I was getting some stuff, like maybe like some like vegan whatever. And one of the employees like literally sprinted from the other side of the store. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. This is now. I was like, oh hell yeah, thank you so much. Um, we ended up going on a hike maybe, maybe a week later. And she had her camera, or they had their camera, I'm sorry, they had their camera. And they started taking pictures. I was like, hey, do you want to take some pictures of me? I was like, all right, cool. She took some pictures of me. I posted them and I got a really good response. I thought to myself, interesting. I'm going to keep on doing this. And Everywhere I started going, like I would like run into people who either one wanted to teach me how to model, or two wanted to, you know, help me make money doing modeling or like take pictures of me. And it's just been something that's been like feeding itself. Mm, I love that. So, would you say that being a model is is your destiny? Would you say that this is what you're supposed to be doing? Do you feel that way now that you? Have you been able to get away from a nine to five and do this full time? I say I do it three quarters of the time. Okay. It's inspiring. And yes, it, it is it's definitely part of my destiny. I figure the more that you be you, whatever comes, it's definitely for you. What advice do you have for upcoming models who are trying to make it in the industry? Don't take things personal. 
I was literally just talking to one of my favorite models about this yesterday. Uh, and one of the things that came up was don't take things personal because you are going to get told no. Uh, it's not so much about you. It's more so about them. This is something I'm, there's a word I'm looking for right now. Um, give me one second. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Be yourself, of course. Be yourself no matter what. No matter what. When I was first starting modeling, I got told no a few times. In fact, I got told no even before I even got started, like I had people who I had girlfriends who told me I didn't have the face to be a model. You shouldn't model. You should be a speaker, uh, which is part of my destiny too. But it was, I thought it was very interesting. You don't have the face for it. It's too round. It's too this. It's too that. Um, I got people who telling me you're too skinny. You're not tall enough. Oh, but you do have a look. And ten out of ten of these people were absolutely correct and absolutely wrong. They were only correct to themselves. But to me, what I felt, what I knew, um, I'm that guy. And you have to just know you're that guy. It doesn't matter if someone says something. Because whatever you say, whatever your, inter your internal voice says about you is what's going to happen. You can get turned down by the biggest of the biggest, Louis, Gucci, whoever, whoever. A way will be manifested if that's what your internal voice says. So my biggest advice is to stay in tune with you and you know what i'm learning in my journey is there is no magic potion you know i used to feel like there was like a way and everybody's way is different because everybody's different right so there is no like path that you have to follow like you said just be you and i think that's the most powerful thing is just being who you are and just honoring that loving that and not and it's hard to do this it's hard to not take the nose personally that that's hard in anything but mm -hmm. when you when you do realize that it doesn't reflect you it's maybe that's just not what they're looking for maybe you know what have you that's powerful <laughs> so you just have to constantly work on that in life yeah you have to say yes to yourself i love that and you just have to sometimes you have to do it for yourself you know sometimes you have to create your own projects put yourself out there and you know if you want to be creative just book your own photo shoot and you know get behind get behind the camera yourself even just design it create it yourself you know just mm -hmm. get creative and and create something that you're looking for and they'll eventually catch up look at the people that were misunderstood back in the day and now they are just the bee's knees and everybody loves them not yeah. everybody catches on at the same time most people don't the masses are extremely late Absolutely. So tell me about, well, you actually, let's circle back for a second, because you said something that is very powerful that I definitely love to talk about. I love to talk about manifestation. Um, do you have a certain process for that? Do you, you, I know that you said you meditate. So meditation is obviously something that you incorporate in your lifestyle. Um, what, what are some things that you do to practice daily to just basically create the life that you want for yourself? I tell myself very beautiful compliments every single day. Compliments that the most in love lover would ever say <laughs> to their partner. Because I, I learned that um, words have such a positive effect on um, everything around you. Have you. I've seen this study, and you've probably seen it too, it's pretty popular. Um, there's this group of kids and they say, 
there's this group of kids and there's three different plants. One plant, they say beautiful words to you. You're so beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. So much appreciation, adoration. This plant flourishes. It's like breaking out the pot. Another plant, they say all kinds of mean things to I hate you. Uh, I don't know who planted you. I wish you were dead. Like really just awful things. And the other plant, they just completely ignore it. The plant that they ignored died the most. Like it was just like, there's no reason for it to be there or it exists. So it was pretty much deteriorating, turning into liquid. The hated plant, of course, was dying also, but not as much as the one that was ignored. So I use this practice on myself also. That's powerful. Um, but that is so powerful and that's so true. Like you said, you have to do that for yourself. Because honestly, if you don't, if you don't do that for yourself, who else is going to? You know? You have to you have to love yourself. And that that's just number one. And that's just the first thing in life. You have to love you. Um that but that is a very powerful tool. And I love that you, you know, you thought to use that for yourself. I can only imagine the the potential that that's unlocking. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a feedback loop. Like once you start saying these things, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you start to actually become this because your cells respond. And then you just want to, you want to say it even more. So it's literally like, it just keeps going. Then everyone else notices, which I feel like people are waiting for, not just people, but models in general. Let's stick to models. One of the biggest pitfalls is that they're waiting for this opportunity. They're waiting for someone to notice them, waiting for this opportunity. They're waiting for this big thing to happen instead of like being that big thing within themselves to themselves. Mm. That is a word that is so true. Shook me up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, tell, you know, speaking of plants, tell me about your green thumb. Tell me about you. I believe if I'm not mistaken, you have a page for your, your planting and, and things like that. And I, I personally do not know a lot about it, but I'm just fascinated by it. I think just the ability to create and just to foster and love is just beautiful. Yes. My page is called day Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I love growing fruit. I love growing anything, anything I can get my hands on in my spare time. It just feels, it feels, it feels magical to me. Even if I, if I never make money off gardening ever, I'd still love doing it. Okay. Who, how um, did you get into gardening? Is that something that you were exposed to early in life or just something recent for you? No, my mom used to make me garden and I hated it. I hated <laughs> it. No, seriously. Like I had like a group, my, my um, neighborhood, we had like maybe eight kids and we'd all like meet up at my house. Oh, let's go play basketball. And my mom would not let me go until I was finished weeding. So literally all my friends would be outside weeding this big ass yard, thorns, grass. Oh my gosh. Free and I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a lesson in that too. There's a lesson and you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do and you gotta complete that before you can do what you want to do. So that part. Mo moms was keeping you together. <laughs> she, was keeping, she was planting seeds in me. Yeah another way to look at it too i love that something else about you that i think is is very cool and very um creative as well is you seem like you you plan dope events are you an, do you feel like you um how am i trying to word this 
do you, first of all, event planning, is that something for you that you can be creative? Like, do you like to have that, you know, like your hands on it and, and tell a story from that? Yes. Um, I do plan dope events. That's actually what we call them. We call them dope events. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm joking. We don't actually call them dope events. <laughs> I just like that. I was like, that's a pretty good name. Dope events. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love having my hand into creating dope events, creating awesome things, awesome memories, and having a reason behind it, a plot, a storyline. Um, my first event was called Zen Fashion Show, and it was uh, in my hometown, Sacramento. And the reason why it was called Zen, because I was coming from a very spiritual background, very like um, mindfulness, um, mental health, before it was even called mental health. And I wanted to incorporate that into fashion and incorporate the, um, everything about nature and uh, sustainability within fashion. So I was like, okay, Zen's a really good name. Uh, I had made a promo video for it, which I don't know if you've seen it, I'll, I'll tag you and the audience in it. It was a promo video like me, like CGI, like somewhere in the matrix world meditating and like fairies and stuff. Then the next one was like the forest catches on fire. And now that the, the fashion show matches that energy. The next one, I'm not going to reveal that one yet, um, is going to be a play on what happens, like how we end up solving this problem. And it's pretty much like a, or is a short, a short movie, which the fashion tells the story also. Oh, I love that. That is really dope. Thank you. Wow. That's really powerful. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. Um, do you do you also when you do your photo shoots do you also kind of like cultivate like your do you have a hand in the design and and like the imagery like picking out your your outfits and picking out the story that you want to tell as well yeah i usually have my outfits uh made for me for the oh, shoot nice. okay yeah because i like to like let's be honest there is no there is no q u i n g yet I, I literally made that up so what he wears hasn't been made yet until I tell someone to make it or I make mm. it myself. So whenever the inspiration comes to me, I'll try to find something that kind of looks like it so my designer would know like, okay, let's go in this direction. Um, so yeah, answer is yes. I try yeah. to my things made. Okay. From the ground I up. Have, I have to say, and I know I'm gonna mispronounce it, I'm horrible at pronouncing stuff, but I did see you were printed in I believe it started with an M. Um, Movir? Yes, that's it. Those yeah. those images were just, they were beautiful and they were just very, I don't even know the, the proper word to give them their justice. Um, so just seeing that was very inspiring for me. I think that's when I first met you actually, when we did the the runway show in LA. Oh, LA Maybe. Fashion Week, yeah. Yes, LA Fashion Week, yes, yes. I saw that and it inspires me because I've not been printed yet. And, you know, I, for me, I do a lot of stuff for myself. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of was one of those people waiting on the opportunity that you were speaking about, but um, I, I'm just so inspired by my peers and just their, not just their beauty, but just their, their art, their creativity. Um, so when I saw the shoot, it was, it was beautiful. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the first magazine I actually got published in. And okay. it was a super big deal for me. I was like, wow, 
Yeah. Right. Even I like mean. I remember when we were having the photo shoot, it was so hot. We were like in the middle of Davis slash Dixon on a um on this like hay farm. And I'm wearing all these clothing. There's there's beehives everywhere, so there's bees swarming us. And I'm just like, what am I doing here, man? How <laughs> <laughs> did I end up here? Like it's hot. These I'm sweating. These pictures are gonna be horrible. But they end up turning out good. So I was happy about yeah. that. I love it. Yeah, I definitely am gonna have to cut catch one of your events. I love the the production. That just that idea is really dope. Um yeah, just really inspiring all the way around. Come on out to Santa Cruz Fashion Week. That would be in October. Okay. Yeah. All right. Love it. Well, what final thoughts do you have to share with us? Do you have any any gems or tidbits to for us to nourish on? Yes. Be your own cheerleader first. Be it shamelessly. Shamelessly. Uh Go back to your inner child and talk to yourself how your child used to talk to you. Because most children are, they're pretty confident before everything else is on top of them. Once you scrape all the other stuff away that even some of your most beloveds might've given to you, and they didn't give it to you to hurt you, they give it to you to protect you. Once you scrape away that protection and know that you are what you've been waiting for, you are the opportunity, you are the gift, you are all these things that you seeking, it's you things will really change very rapidly and effortlessly. Mm, I love that. That And that, that is so true. Taking it back to your inner child, I, I love it. I'll be practicing that today for sure. Yeah, man. Tell me how it goes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been beautiful. I'm, I'm so appreciative of you being here. Um, before we wrap up, let everybody know what your socials are so we can support you and follow you. Yes, my socials are Dejan Doolit, that's D-A-J-O-H-N underscore D-E-W-I-T-T. And give me a follow. I, I usually follow everybody back. Love it. And my apologies. I definitely mispronounced your name at the beginning. I'm so sorry. In my head, it was Dejan Dewitt, but that's why I need to start asking people how to pronounce because I want to honor people's names. So I apologize for that. Um, Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for being here. Um, just sharing your space with me. I'm excited to just to share this with the world. Um, I, I love to just give love and light out there. I, I think it's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, everyone take care. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. And until next time, take care and God bless. Peace. K-A-M-E.